Why do we have to bring this guy out with us, Johnny? Because he's the mayor of Beverly Hills. And why do you care if you don't live in Beverly Hills? I care because the mayor could use his political clout to annex my condo in. <laughs> How'd you like to see this place rocking a 90210 zip code? Right, we are back with another episode of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage Podcast. I am your host, J.R. Hitty. A lot more energy this week, a lot more positivity. Super Bowl weekend, the San Francisco 49ers are in it. I'm not a San Francisco 49ers fan, but I live in the city. I'm caught up in the hype. I'm recording this before the Super Bowl. Hopefully on Monday morning, when this episode comes out, there's some good news for Niners fans. Good episode this week had Entourage Quotes Anthony Telly on. Anthony had always been a little skittish about using his full name, and after talking to him about it, I was like, what is the reasoning behind it? Is it because of your job? Is it because of family things? And there wasn't a real reason other than he wanted to protect like the content. Like the he wanted to keep the sanctity of Entourage and not make it about him, which I thought was really kind of sweet. Good to have him back. He joins the three-timers club, which now includes Mike Tamerlingo, Kyle Banduho, and David Cavucci. I put this up on Twitter, but if there's a funny female you know that likes Entourage or whose audiences might align with the podcast and you'd like to hear talk about Entourage, send me a DM at JRWillDoIt or at OYAPod on both Instagram and Twitter been a while since we've had a female on the cast. There's a never-ending line of white dudes who want to come on and talk about the pod, and it's nice to mix it up every once in a while with the female perspective. So let me know if you know anyone. No, I don't want, like, a girl that you know who doesn't have a Twitter or Instagram following who just likes Entourage. I'm trying to grow the podcast, so having one of your buddies or your buddies' girlfriends on just isn't going to help, sadly. I forgot to mention it this episode, but as most of you know, Spotify playlist that's in the show notes of today's episode. Listen to all the music that we talked about in this week's episode and all the previous episodes. Five-star reviews. Thank you. Thank you for sending those. Please keep them coming. It means a lot and helps the pot out tremendously. And uh, one last thing. If you guys could let me know, would any of you benefit from listening to the podcast on YouTube? I've had a few people message me asking for the podcast to be put up on YouTube. Now, there's no video component with the podcast. I did film a little bit when like, Chad Goes Deep was here. If I ever get into a room with Jerry Ferrara, you know I'm going to put a camera on us. But the podcast is 98% audio only, so I've been a little hesitant about putting the content up on YouTube. But if that's something that's interesting to you, shoot me a message, let me know. If that's how you like prefer to consume your content, Like, I'd love to know, and I'd love to explore that avenue. So let me know. Go Niners, enjoy the podcast, talk to you guys next Monday. My guest this week is the newest member of the Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, Three Timers Club. With over 100,000 followers on Instagram, his account Entourage Quotes is your one-stop shop for all Entourage video content on the internet. Dialing in from San Diego, California, Anthony Telly, welcome back to the Entourage Podcast. Hey, man. How are you? Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. We're going full name this time. <laughs> yes. Stalkers, uh, stalkers incoming, I guess. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. Stalkers <laughs> unite. We talked about this off air a little bit, but 
you know, there wasn't a lot of reason behind you being anonymous. You just were talking more to me about like, it's the content that you want to stand behind. But talk to me a little bit about that. Like, I think it's time you unveil yourself. So I'm kind of bullying you into doing that right now. Yeah, yeah, no, bullying is actually in right now. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll oblige. Um, yeah, so yeah, we talked earlier, but um, I think in summary, it was just, uh, you know, when I made the page, I was just thinking, you know what, I'm going to stick to I'm going to stick to the show. I'm going to stick to the content. Um, I'm not going to let, you know, sort of create a persona um, for myself that, you know, I can sort of use as a podium with the, with the, with the page. Um, and uh, I guess once I started that, I just had an OCD to stick with it, I guess. I don't know. Yep. Um, so I, I, I try to avoid, you know, posting anything, uh, stories or anything. Occasionally, you know, you get a little buzz, you, you do some fun stuff that's relevant to the show. You're in Vegas, whatever. Yep. 100%. 100%. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I mean, re really, I just tried to, you know, avoid making anything that kind of detract, uh, you know, deducts or subtracts from the show. And, and it, it always feels like it's the show. It's not some, some guy parading around, um, you know, with a host of followers at his disposal to promote his own agenda. So, I mean, I think that was, uh, that was sort of the idea, and it, it seems like it's worked out pretty well. I, I I actually didn't cover this with you, but every once in a while we'll get you know something. I think I posted something recently, and at some point when I exported the the video, the sound of the video got kind of screwed up, and I think a couple of people just came at me pretty hot, and I was thinking like, oh yeah, you know, I don't know how many videos I've posted, but get off my ass. <laughs> but uh but you know i always i always take the road of like you know what let's just spin this into a positive these people want great content and uh f for 99.9 percent .9 of the time they're 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 pretty legit fans and i've you know i follow other pages obviously and and you know posts sometimes uh make people a little crazy so and i haven't seen much of any of that so i always just kind of you know keep it keep it pg and it it's funny they uh they always come back. It's that guy was like, you know, I said something to the effect of like, you know, sorry about that. Or, you know, something with a little, a little quip, a little jab. And then, um, you know, sure. he was like, ah, it's all good. Turns out, you know, my favorite college team won their, their game. So I'm, I'm good now. I'm good now. I love, love the page, bro. So yeah, of course. So like, of course. Sorry. Sorry that your free content that you've been consuming for years was, <laughs> just slightly below your standards of perfection drunk guy on a Saturday watching college football. <laughs> right. So I, 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 yeah. So, I mean, I, I just try to be a good sport, but also th throw a little, throw some zingers when I can, but yeah, I, I, I try not to, uh, and I really don't have that. I mean, that, that kind of a situation happens very few and far between. So, um, it, it's funny, but it's also, it speaks, uh, it speaks in volumes to the, how, how cool the fans are and you know and more importantly fans of the show not me so um yeah so that's kind of that's kind of the take i had I, I didn't want it to be uh you know another page where it's some dude you know my name's in the comment or the the cat or the uh, the bio and then all of a sudden it's this and 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 a lot the other outcome of that is and it's entertaining to me is uh you know people will message me and and it's almost like they're when they're writing it they're addressing a marketing team at HBO. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's, they're like, when are you bringing the show back? You're like, I don't work for HBO. I, I don't know who to message, but like whoever's like, you guys are just really crushing it. Like, this is a really great page and uh, that's flattering. So I kind of like that. 
I guess I am coming off as a part of the marketing team at HBO. I, if they're listening, I, I have nothing to do with HBO. Well, thank you for unveiling yourself on this podcast. I think followers of your page, listeners of this show, I think they kind of have a cross, there's a cross segment there, right? We have a, what's the two circles? I'm so tired. It's been such a week. It's a Venn diagram, but what really we're talking about here is cross-pollination, right? Cross-pollination, <laughs> correct. Yes. Yes. You've been very good to the uh, podcast page on your account, and we do the same in return. So thank you, and thank you for joining us to break down Sorry Harvey, episode four of season four. Such a banger of an episode. <laughs> it, it's a good one. Let's uh let's dive in. There's a lot yeah. to a lot to cover. We got some new categories this year. It's been a couple seasons since you've been on, so uh looking forward to diving in. So this episode aired on Sunday, July eighth, two thousand and seven. Just the day before, Live Earth, a one off concert event developed to combat climate change, was held. Its founder was Al Gore. <laughs> The concerts brought together more than 150 musical acts in 11 locations around the world, which were broadcast to a mass global audience through television, radio, and streamed on the internet. There were concerts at the same time in Sydney, New Jersey, Rio de Janeiro, Antarctica, Tokyo, Kyoto, Shanghai, London, Hamburg, Washington, D.C., and Rome. This was, like, apparently a huge fucking event that I had no idea happened. Do you remember this, Anthony? I literally had no recollection of this. (laughs) (laughs) I hope some of our listeners do, because apparently... So, the America one was held at Giant Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey, and the musical lineup was ludicrous, Fallout Boy... John Mayer, Alicia Keys, Dave Matthews Band, Bon Jovi, Kanye West, Smashing Pumpkins and the Police, as well as like dozens of others. Apparently, they were trying to combat climate change. Doesn't look like they did that good of a job. Yeah, let's let's fly, let's fast forward here and and, and, <laughs> and, and and check the outcomes of that. It was seventy degrees at home in Chicago over Christmas. That has never happened before. The lineup's great, though. What a lineup! It still still goes to this day. I'd see all those acts. Yes, uh, Kanye West, John Mayer. What, there was another one. Oh, you know, I'm a I'm a sucker for Alicia Keys. She's great. Don't remember that, but that's great. Neither do I. But hopefully, some of the listeners do. Just a little time capsule for everybody. So every week, I've been reading the HBO recap of every episode, and I've even condensed them. Like I've edited them down because. I think someone at HBO is either fucking with me or just had too much time on their hands. These episode recaps are like novel length now. (laughs) So I attempted my own episode recap that's like three sentences long. Because I'd rather just get to the good stuff. Yeah. Here it is. After Medellin is accepted into Khan, Eric must break the news to Harvey Weingard that they are once again reneting on a deal. Ari spends the night tracking down a wayward script, and the boys go out on the town with the mayor of Beverly Hills, who isn't all that particular about who he leaves with. Pretty good, right? That covered, like, the main beats, I hope. You absolutely nailed it. I mean... Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> it's my job here, there's man. A couple, there's a couple uh, uh, tertiary things that come into play there. What's in the trunk, in the car. Mm-hmm. You know, what's funny is I used to valet, so I was, I was watching this again, and I was thinking, like, not a chance in hell if we accidentally fucked up the car that the exchange or gave it to the wrong person that we would let the other guy go deliver his car. <laughs> Not a chance in hell. I'd, everyone, they, they, they would wipe out 
the entire valet team and rehire an entire new team if we did some shit like that. But uh, that's a good point. <laughs> that is so funny. It certainly works. That's great. Let's well, we'll talk about that and things that didn't age well, things that didn't make any sense. But let's start as we always do, Anthony, with just our favorite moments from this episode. Yeah. What would start us off? What'd you like? I think um, you know anyone who's heard the two episodes knows I'm a huge fan of just the, the subtle things. So there's a moment in the beginning where they're. Johnny's making his case to take the mayor out and you know Turtle's dead set on you know tearing the town up and and and, and Johnny's talking about you know he's usually doing these metaphors and says something about washing his hands a turtle overhears him and then he says something like you fuck his hands you know like let's go out or something like that and it just reminds me like one that's a brilliant line and yep. two it reminds me of the uh, the old school turtle that just was a fucking genius, man. I mean, some yeah. of the shit that he says is is, is so well-written. So it, those little things I, I found myself just cracking up at. He knows what I want and alluded to the fact that one hand washes the other. I need my hands washed, baby bro. And you are the soap. It's Thursday night, Vince. Fuck his hands. Shut up, turtle. Is he a good guy, Johnny? He's a great guy. We puff stogies at the van room all the time. Okay, we'll bring him out. Yes. Bring who out where? We're rolling with the mayor of Beverly Hills. Eh? Too bad you got to miss. Obviously, I think most guys can relate, at least myself. But, you know, an extra shot before talking to anyone at the bar that's not, oh, you know, amazing. girls, whoever. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's extremely relatable. What do we do? I ain't saying shit. Nobody's saying nothing until I'm 90210. Johnny, you'll find out eventually, and then you better pray he's not your mayor. Do the right thing. Fine, I'll tell him. E? I'm going. Couple of shots first to relax. Definitely. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go out tonight and we're gonna make it a goal to talk to chicks. So we're gonna kill like 30 beers before we even go to the bar. <laughs> Classic. My favorite moment was I'm married, so I, I relate to this probably a little bit more than other people, but Ari rushing dinner with his wife's friend. I've been there, man. There's a game on. There's something I got to get to, and I had no idea, and some plans were just, like, put on my calendar, or my wife forgot to put it on my calendar, and I'm just, I'm like, let's keep it moving. Like, staying very little, not ordering appetizers. It's it's a pro move, and I, you know, Mrs. Gold is so furious with him, but he's like, I don't care. I'm home by 9.30 reading my, uh, M. Night Shyamalan script. I'm just saying, babe, just, you know, no dilly-dallying. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's an, an engagement dinner? Are you fucking kidding me? My wife would kill me. Oh. She'd just commit a murder in the parking lot afterwards. Yeah, another thing that doesn't fly, for sure. I'm simply asking you not to dilly-dally. That's all. And I am not going to rush through dinner. This is my best friend's engagement. Come on, she's been married twice before. I'm sure we'll get another run at this. I already stood in the driveway waiting for you, Ari. Just chew fast and don't order an appetizer or dessert. Give me a break. Oh, Joyce, you look beautiful. Thank you. I'm so excited. (laughs) Perfect timing. Ron's at the bar, and we thought we'd get a before-dinner drink. What do you say? No. No. No, no, we're starving, so uh, grab your man. Let's get this thing rolling. (laughs) He's kidding. We would love to have a drink. Or two. 100%. What did you have for bros being bros? I already said mine, the, the shots to relax. I'll just say two quick ones, right? So telling one of your friends you can take them. Cla- I mean, who the hell isn't doing that shit? <laughs> you going to fight Harvey? No, don't fight Harvey. Harvey's biggie. Yeah, I think Harvey could definitely take you. <laughs> you should think he could take me, Charlie. You want to go? Huh. I would fucking love- Oh! oh, 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 oh. <laughs> 
that's just going to happen on a regular basis. Yeah. I think it happened last night. So um, <laughs> there's that. And then um, the end, I mean, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil the best moment, but I mean, looking at recapping the night before and having something happen like that. I mean, that's, that's, that's the tip of the spear for, for, a, for a true Broman. Well, hundred percent that like gathering around and recapping what happened the night before, you know, drinking coffee, uh, that that's kind of a timeless, yeah, it's a timeless tradition that starts like early on in college and continues into young adulthood. Right. So instead of looking at maybe TMZ, we're looking at you know, Instagram or some shit. So Vince says to the girl that he's talking to at Winston's, it's a small scene, but five, five, three, two. Cool, so I'll call you at like two? I'll make it 2.30. The boys and I usually grab a bite late night. Okay. <laughs> this guy can't even put off a meal with his buddies to go have sex with a girl. <laughs> I love it. I, I think that, uh, you know, for the guys out there listening that are single, it speaks in volumes. I mean, you know, negotiations. Don't just give in to the first thing that gets thrown at you, right? You got you to gotta counter with something. And yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it works for him. Deal breaker for me, I guess, you know. 2.30? I don't know if shot. I want to have sets with a girl with like a <laughs> stomach full of fried food. <laughs> no, that's that's my thing. They're they're getting burgers or so. You know what they're doing? Like yeah, California burrito at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, that's what yeah. it is. So every week we talk about our least favorite moment, and let's just get this out of the way. The jokes at the trans woman's expense don't age well. There's some mild racism from Ari towards the valets. We're just not even going to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. My least favorite moment, and it's because it resonates with me personally, is E goes to his dinner with Harvey, and he sits down, and Harvey's like, try that wine. How are you, Eric? Hey, how are you, Harvey? Good, good, great, great. I'm great. Sit, sit. Try that wine. Okay. It's good. Good? That's a 53 Margot. It's 3300 bucks a bottle. I only drink it on celebratory occasions. This being one, I ordered two bottles. Let's celebrate. So this has been done to me a couple times by fathers of girls that I've been dating, which drives me up the fucking wall. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, Anthony, but I was dating a girl from Indiana. People don't care about this, but I'm just going to talk because it's my podcast. <laughs> I was dating a girl from Indiana, and her dad was a dentist who thought he was like a big shot. And a dentist from Indiana is not a big shot, but he would come visit us in Chicago, and he was trying to kind of like swing his dick around in Chicago. And we would go out to dinner, and he'd order us wine and like brag to me about how expensive it was. And I was like, dude, I'm 22. I don't give a fuck how expensive this wine is. It's wine. It's free booze. It's in front of me. Like, I don't care. And it just really, I saw that moment and I was like, fuck, that fucking guy, that fucking dentist still drives me up the wall with what he used to do. So that's my least favorite moment. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, it, one, um, I hadn't dated any girls that their, you know, their dad can afford a $3,300 bottle of wine, let alone treat me to one so kind of impressive but frustrating for sure i can see that uh <laughs> yeah i mean I, I this one this one's tough for me um because so much of it is is so funny and the ones the ones that are probably um low on the list are, are probably the harvey moments you know yeah but 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 it's hard to say it really is um I, I thought about this, and actually, when I read this, I was thinking, you know what? The least favorite moment, we'll, we'll, we'll just go with the, the the tranny one. But yeah, um, I, you know, it's tough. I mean, I'm trying to jog my memory here. You know, he goes to the house, he honks, hilarious. No one fucking honks mm -hmm. when you pick up anyone anymore, Love right? It. 
Um, Love it, yeah. But um, I guess, you know, I guess the least favorite moment would be just letting a homie go home with that. Because here's the deal. You've been drinking. uh, And and you know what? Hats off to the actress who who plays her because she's freaking smoking hot. Um, And if that were to happen in real life, I mean, that's a... That's a shitty move on the guy who's yeah. who's watching him, even though he he knows you know full well what he's getting himself into. I mean, but I guess it speaks in volumes to Johnny's character, so it's it's eh, it pays off in that regard. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's probably the it, like it's a shitty moment for someone who has to go through that and then wake up the next morning, uh, and, and you know have a pull up contest with the chick that he just went to bed with. So. <laughs> there is something interesting about what you said, and man, let's. Moving it away from the trans thing, there is a moment in a group of guys where your buddy's leaving with a questionable character, <laughs> and you have to have that like debate with him, where he's dead set on getting something accomplished, and you're kind of seeing it from a third party perspective, and you're like, "Dude, you're gonna regret this one," mm-hmm. and he's like, "Nope, I'm good. Don't judge me. I've I've been that guy, and I've seen that guy, and uh, you know, that's a sign of a good friend. You warn him if he goes, "I'm good, man. Thank you for the warn." And he moves on, like you know, you gotta keep that to yourself. Where, you know, where do we draw the line? You know, so if 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 you look at him, right, and and, and he's saying this, like, hey, it's fine. I know what I'm getting myself yeah. into, but you're you're not seeing anything behind the eyes. Is that uh, is that out of your jurisdiction to sort of steer him in the right way? I mean, where where do we draw that line? And especially in a situation like this one, where, uh, you know, it's it's not just a matter of someone being, you know either undesirable or whatever in, in your standards or whatever, but you know, a transgender and you're a guy and it's not your, it's not usually the way you go. Eh, I mean, at what point do you go, this guy can't make it, this guy can't make a decision for himself. And I got to step in here, uh, and, you know, be the big bro. <laughs> <laughs> Baby bro. Okay. New category, Anthony, this season, we are picking the most entourage moment of every episode. An entourage can mean literally anything, you're an expert on Entourage. Would love to know which f- moment from this week's episode was your favorite, and maybe what the most Entourage moment means to you. Yeah, this is. Do you want me to start? I'm, you, yeah, sure. It, this one's tough. This is a tough one. It's a tough one. <laughs> there aren't those ridiculous moments that you sometimes get in the episode. This was simply E and the boys pulling up to the bar, Winston's bypassing the bouncer, knowing everybody's name. And it just like everyone kind of docking at them the whole time. That was an entourage moment for me that has started since episode one, season one, where Vince and the boys never wait in a line anywhere. And I get that that might be kind of a reach, but you begin to appreciate it when you see it over and over again, as I do <laughs> every week. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that would be the that would be the life for sure. I, I you know, I, I go. I, I guess I got to ask for clarification. Are we talking entourage and like just the boys, or I mean, are we talking does does is does Ari exist in this category? Ari exists, yeah. Ari's one of the biggest players in entourage. You know, I feel like I feel like a lot of times things are going really well, and then he gets a sidewinder. You know, yeah. So he's got this script. He goes to dinner, and then his fucking car gets changed. Uh, or, or, or misgiven out by the by the valet, sure. and then if it does, if it couldn't get any possibly worse, there's a fucking black dildo in the trunk, <laughs> and, and the person who discovers it is his wife, and then yeah. it doesn't even phase her. They're taking it back. She she doesn't want to drive to uh, where 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 do they go? Um, Oxnard, fifty five miles away. I don't know if people know where Oxnard is, but that that's that's a trek from from yes, LA on a late night like that. <laughs> 
but yeah, so I, I, I think the whole him pulling a rabbit out of the hat, taking the car back, I mean, just classic pulls through. I mean, a lot of people would have threw in the towel right there, you know, and, and, yeah. and, and Ari is just one persistent motherfucker. So, uh, he took it all the way. So, I mean, it, it, aside from the boys having a lot of really great entourage moments, I think, you know, him just kind of doing his thing and, and, and making things happen, whether it's, uh, you know, smoke and mirrors. But, I mean, that whole thing is, to me, is just amazing. Wait, you don't believe me? Jesus Christ. The valet probably stole it. Don't be racist. Valets steal shit, all right? Just because they're mostly Hispanic doesn't make me a racist. You know what happens if this gets out? If someone puts Knight's new ending on the internet, my life is over! Nobody's gonna know you did it. Yes, they will, because Knight, the little sick fuck, printed my name on every fucking page! So, maybe the valets put it in the trunk. It's gone. Not fucking here. They fucking stole it. The motherfucker stole it! What? Did they replace it with this? What the fuck is that? <laughs> you tell me, freak. I have no idea! Well, there's a whole bag. The seats aren't as dark as they're supposed to be. What? They gave us the wrong car. Shut up. Get in there. What are you, fucking blind? You're the one that drove it home, schmuck. Why would I buy a black cock? What was your favorite line or quote from this week's episode? You know, I th- probably, um, <laughs> probably just Turtle Man at the end. He says nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty good. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be too proud, too fast, drama. I don't know how much longer your boy's gonna be mayor. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the all-seeing, all-knowing lenses of TMZ.com. Look at this. Hey, Mayor. I'm from TMZ. How about saying a little something? Howdy, folks! <laughs> hey, why are you sneaking out in the alley? Hey, hey, I'm not sneaking. There's no sneaking going on here. Hustle on the carpet. Hustle. <laughs> <laughs> You know that he's like doing it on purpose. Like it's it's fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, I mean there, there there's a couple ones that come close. I mean, who the fuck calls someone a Neanderthal? Um, yeah, you know with the honking and stuff. But but the this you know once again I always just come back to the little subtle things and uh, yeah just saying that's nuts. I mean that's. Ari has a couple good ones. Did you know that Harvey was a Marine, Eric? A middle-class Jew who grew up with everything, yet he chose to join the Marines. Do you know why? No, why? It's because, and I quote, he wanted to know what it felt like to kill someone. He will now kill me when I tell him what you did. Yo, I said at dinner, I'm telling him tonight, so relax. You're gonna tell him in person? That's right. What I wouldn't pay to see that. Yeah, well, save your money for Botox, Ari. All that negativity is starting to take its toll. Call waiting. Later, loser. It's funny. Those, they're just these little things I forget about. Are like, I've been fucking saying this shit for like ten years. You know? Yeah. And uh, you know, seeped into your subconscious and becomes a part of your personality of the show. <laughs> uh, uh, English speaking, you know, uh, <laughs> first language English speaking. You know, never mind. Um, all, all those little things just. Um, I forget where they came from. Ari says, deny till you die, pal, to the guy. Yep, that one too. <laughs> the wife finds out. Classic. And then, really nice little E thing while, you know, Harvey's having his meltdown over his vodka cranberry. E goes, just get the tonic, guy. I ordered tonic, kid. Uh, no, you didn't. You ordered a cranberry. Why would I order a cranberry if I don't drink cranberry? I don't know, but you did. 
Leave this fucking guy. <laughs> I'll get you a tonic. No, 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 no. Don't get me tonic. Tell me I didn't know the cranberry. But you did. Are you out of your fucking mind? Just get the tonic, guy. No, 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 guy, no, guy. Don't go in the bathroom. Don't go in Calling someone guy is so nice. It's so disrespectful and so shitty, but he's also trying to pretend to be polite. Like it's it's great. I love guy as a well. He just way to knows he knows the the imminent danger that this mm-hmm. that this this poor guy uh, is walking into. And then yeah, so I mean that that whole scene is genius. And um, man, I I'd love to I'd love to hear where some of these these moments um, came from. You know because. Yeah, not a writer, but I would say that some of this stuff had to have been based on certain things and 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 fucking up a drink and and someone losing their shit over it. I mean, that's a little more common, but like the car mix up. I mean, it would be interesting to see where some of these ideas came from because it, it, it's hilarious. Rob Weiss, Ali Musica, or Dud Allen, if you're listening, please come on the <laughs> podcast and talk to me about the writing of Entourage. I've tried. I've tried with all of them, and um, I'll see. If, I'll see what I can do. I got no pool, but I'll yeah, see what man. I can do. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I want to skip ahead to music because music is important in the show. The musical soundtrack in season four is kind of up and down. And I think this episode is one of the stronger ones only because the last third of the episode takes place in a club. Mm -hmm. So you hear a lot of like popular club type music at the time. Any songs jump out to you, Anthony? I mean, I hate to be cliche, but I mean, the Kanye West song is just all all time for me. I mean, Obviously, the the closing with the with the Tupac is yeah. awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Kanye West playing the club and then that whole dialogue happening between them and all that kind of shit. I mean, that was I I would say like the the timing of that Kanye album uh, and and when I was out drinking or partying or doing stuff it, is is pretty much just right in sync. So. No, that song, Stronger by Kanye West, was released as a single three weeks after this episode aired. Oh, On wow. July 31st, 2007, Stronger would top the Billboard Hot 100 charts, becoming his third number one single. It was a top 10 single in 10 countries. It won a Grammy Award for Best Rap Solo Performance. It was named one of the best songs of the year by Rolling Stone and Spin. It also brought the French house duo Daft Punk back into the like forefront of people's minds using their vocal sample of Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. This is like Stat Venner at his finest. Releasing a song in an episode of Entourage three weeks before the entire world was changed by it. This song still goes. It's still a great workout song, a great... like. Running, oh, yeah. so, I don't know, man. Like, uh, it doesn't age poorly at all. No, no, I, I, um, I, I, I probably go, I probably go in and out of Kanye West, like graduation, college dropout, late registration. I probably go into those three albums, probably once every couple of months, and just go, yeah. God damn, like, you know, I know. this is just, just, just timeless shit. 100%. And then you mentioned All Eyes on Me by Tupac. The first time a Tupac song has ever been featured on an Entourage soundtrack. Oh, no way. And there's been a few? Or am I thinking of... There's been a few, but this was the first. Yeah, a lot of gangs. Well, I, I, would prob- I, could th- I think there's probably about three Gangstar songs on in the series. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, Early on in seasons like two, three, and... Two and three, there's a lot of Dame Star. Yeah, Scott, if you're out there, get on the get on the cast and, and, and let's let's talk through some of this and I want to know where the inspiration came from because You know what? I've messaged with Scott. He's mildly interested. He does the music <laughs> production for ballers. Now that 
Ballers is done. He has admitted to me, though, he's like, listen, I took a lot of Ambien back then, and I don't remember, like, a lot of <laughs> those days. So I was like, fair enough, man. Well, Scott, if you're on the fence, take an Ambien. Let's see if some thoughts come back. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's What did you think of, uh... What did you think of M. Night Shyamalan? Little Jumpyari. Uh, we're in a cemetery, Knight. Even for you, this is bizarre. Don't be an ass. I'm shooting an Amex commercial. Oh, great. And you want me to star in it. That's why you summoned me to the valley. <laughs> no, I finished a new draft of the screenplay and I don't trust messengers. Wow. You're like six weeks ahead of schedule. You gonna put yourself in it? I'm gonna improv a little something. Uh, Indians and improv. No greater match. You're gonna read it tonight. Of course I will. Don't tell me you will if you won't. My night, M. Night, will be dedicated to nothing but enjoying your latest creation. I'm going to drive by your office in the morning, I'm going to pick it up, mm -hmm. and I'm going to quiz you. As always. Bye, Ari. See you, Knight. I don't think you could have wrote better dialogue uh, in, the, in, in sort of the capacity of the events taking place, right? I mean, like... It's true. I don't know anything about him, right? So, other than sort of have a, you know, a pretty uh, weak grasp on the films he's made, obviously the, the main ones we all know, but, um, but yeah, the, the, this comes back to the, the shit that won't fly today, mm -hmm. right? The Indian mm -hmm. joke, it, no, yeah. you know, no, no greater match. Yeah, Indians and improv or some shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. It's just like, it's ruthless is what it is. Oh uh, yeah. No, well, no, you know, we're, yeah, we're in character right now, technically with the sure. podcast. So that, that's fine. Sure. I think. Like I said, I, I don't even think I've seen an interview um, with him. So it's it's tough for me to sort of pinpoint what he delivered. But uh, I would say that the whole thing is hilarious. I mean, the whole making very efficient use of what I think these episodes amount to is like 22 minutes. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, just 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 good shit, man. I, 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 I'd, I'd be I actually don't even know if he is the kind of actor or the director or whatever that gets on and does interviews. But it would be interesting to see what, what he's putting out there. Minaj Neliatu Shyamalan is an American filmmaker and actor best known for making films with contemporary supernatural plots and twist endings. He was born in India and raised in Pennsylvania. The cumulative gross of his films exceeds $3 billion globally. As most people know, Signs, The Village, The Sixth Sense, Lady in the Water... The guy, he turns out hits. They all kind of became like punchliney when you realize they all kind of had twists. But at the time, in 2007, this guy was on top of the world. And this kind of continues this tradition that Entourage had of like showcasing these bedtime directors. Yeah. We've had so many in the past two seasons. And this was just another one. And he does a great job, I think. Yeah. Remind me why I put up with this shit. You know, oh, well, you know, his movies have grossed over $2 billion or whatever that number was. And. And you're scared of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's yeah, it's good shit, man. I, I wonder what else he's making right now. Yeah, he's he's in post production for two movies right now. I mean, I'm I don't it's <laughs> I'm just reading off his fucking you know, IMDb, but he's got two things coming down the pipe. It looks like Labor of Love, and uh, he's worked on a TV series as well, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, he looks young. I wonder how old he is. Uh, you know, that might. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can... <laughs> are you like teeing me up on purpose? Yeah. Like, yeah. He... All right, he was born in 1970. Well, so <laughs> I have the show. I have the show playing on silent in the background, and and, and literally he just came on. I'm like, this guy's Love accomplished it. so much shit, and he looks like he's 22. Yeah, he's 50 now, but you know, at, at the time he was 35. Shooting so. an Amex commercial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, <front of> mine. <laughs> 
Um, in a way, he's also kind of the outdated reference, <laughs> you know, yeah. like he's not as relevant anymore, sadly, like he's clearly made his money, clearly gone on and like crushed it. But you know, he's not, you know, if you don't see a movie and you're like from M night Shyamalan, I'm not, you know what it was, you know what it was? I think I can pin, I think I can pinpoint this one. This one was, uh, what was the, um, shit. It was the Mark Wahlberg movie. Oh, the trees are, oh, what the fuck is it called? I doubt it, I doubt it here. Give yeah. Uh, the happening. That was, I think that was it. They had, I, I, I feel like I remember so many parodies uh, yep. of Mark Wahlberg and, and, and it just kind of being this wide known thing that like, what the fuck happened with this movie? I don't remember particularly hating it or anything, but, um, but I do remember that being sort of a, a probably a down moment for him. And then I don't, I'd be curious to, to see how long it took him to put something out after that. And you know what's funny is that the happening came out in June of 2008. So when he filmed this cameo, that's what he was doing. He was making the happening. He was probably in post production. He was fucking distracted. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking distracted. <laughs> Entourage threw him off his game. That's exactly. You know what, what happened? happened? He was writing this script, and when he said, "You know that third act, it's all fucked up," I rewrote it. Yeah. Uh, well, he rewrote it and he fucked it up, and then yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> made it, made it be the trees for some reason. <laughs> All right, so every week we talk about how the episode would be different if it aired today in 2020, and uh, let me let me kind of like volunteer mine and then see what you think. So this isn't really a, like if this plot happened today, but more if this happened in reality. So E like unrightfully sells Medellin to Harvey. And then has to like go and tell him that he can't sell it to him. In reality, like Ari's agency would like block Harvey from buying the film. I don't even think E has the right to sell it in the first place without like running it through Vince and Ari and Billy Walsh. So I feel like Ari's agency would just like jam the whole thing up with paperwork and they'd use like the con news to like piss Harvey off. But I just feel like there would be no need for Eric to have to go and sit down face to face with Harvey. You would just do this all behind lawyers and uh agents, which would not make for a good entourage episode, but I just kinda had to point that out. No, 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 yeah. I was about to say all, all this stuff is if it if if we're just talking about preventative maintenance here, it would never even make it that far. I would say it would just be obviously for Eric to do something like that to be a probably a breach in some sort of contract and yep. you know if it did it would be like uh, okay well we're gonna go out to that club and we're gonna help johnny secure this this deal but uh you know everything's taken care of <laughs> you know he wouldn't have to go sit down and have a iceberg wedge and two thirty three hundred dollar bottles of wine it would it would you know it would all happen uh with the legal the legal eagles yeah what a bill they had at that restaurant <laughs> two wedges built him out to seven grand twelve dollars a wedge two of them and then uh yeah, yeah. two bottles of um margo uh 54 53s or whatever they were uh, did harvey drink all of them like how do you drink two bottles of wine two human beings like i, I don't know quick possible yeah after yeah. you drop an elbow into uh the guy who took your vp of production or whatever faces in the crowd um i mean there's only one person that you give it to this week the mayor, Mayor Lori, Beverly Hills, Stephen Tobolowski. What else is? What else is him? He is Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day. No shit. Phil, Phil Connors, me, Ned, Ned Ryerson. I mean, that's he's iconic from that movie. Oh yeah. Okay. Wow. 
he's also been in Deadwood, Californication, Glee. He was most recently was Jack Barker in Silicon Valley. So he's had a nice little TV career, but he's most famously known for his role in Roundhog Day. Wow. He's great, man. He crushes it. You know, it would have um, it would have been kind of cool to see a follow up episode. Yeah, see they never him, do that. See him though. lawyer up, lawyer up against Johnny or something. <laughs> you know, Johnny, I'm sober now, and what the fuck? Yeah, I know I was lonely, but Stephen Tobolowsky or Tobolowsky, he has a monthly audio podcast called The Tobolowsky Files. It's just stories of his acting and personal life. It's very popular, strangely. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm literally Googling all this as we speak. That's crazy. I did not connect him with Groundhog's Day at all. But I guess the movie's old, man. I mean, geez. It is old. Some of the younger listeners are going to go, what's Groundhog Day? And I implore you, go back and watch it, because it's one of the best dramedies you'll ever see. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the only cameo. I don't think there is a single other one. Um, no one of substance. Like, no one that has, like, a, a side career or is in something else. Like... Anika, the actress who plays her, is a, is a Russian actress named Natasha. She, you know, she was on the cover of Maxim and Playboy. Pretty standard for an entourage female character, to be honest with you. Who you giving the uh, Sixth Man Award to this week, Anthony? I mean, shit. If it's if it's not the server who fucks the drink order up, <laughs> we'll never know, right? But uh, he's pretty good. He's like kind of plays that L.A. dickhead pretty well, doesn't he? Yeah, he really nails it. Um, you know, also. Uh, Come on, let's be honest here. The uh, the valet guy is a real hero, you know. Oh yeah, you know. I like your the fancy valet car, guys. You could always, uh, you know, set it to home or whatever he says. I mean, <laughs> that guy's yeah. a hero for sure. I am the manager. I, 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 an English speaking manager. I speak English. Uh, first language, English speaking. It's okay. Just you switch cars on us. Oh shit! That's not your car. No. Because the guy who just left in the same car accused us of stealing his glasses. Here they are. Wrongfully accused again. So he's gone? Yes, but I'm sure he's going to come back as soon as he realizes. I, I don't have time to wait for that. I have something I need to get out of the car tonight. There's nothing you can do about it. There's that. always something that can be done, baby. Sometimes you just have to think really, really hard. So everybody think. Any, anyone got something? You got something? No, Ari. You could always go to his house and hope that he's home. What, you know where he lives? No. But does it ever occur to you rich people that when you are enjoying a nice dinner, we have your keys and your fancy navigation system to lead us straight to your empty house? I like your style, pal. Uh, Setting home as Oxnard, how far is that? How about 50 miles? Uh, you're taking me home first. I like, Thank you, sir. I like the valet guy because... He stands up to Ari's, like, racism and then kind of, like, proves him wrong. Ari, Ari hands him, like, a 20 as he's driving off. Like, his night's fucking ruined, but, you know, they kind of made peace, so I'll do it to the valet guy, sure. Real hero. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, yeah, sucks for the guy who uh, had to go home. And I was listening, I'm like, he says what, like, six times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're going to say what, you're going to say it six times, and you're going to make yeah. each one of those what sound a little more, I'm fucked. Can you do it? Yeah, yeah, you can yeah, tell can the wheels are trying to turn, but they're not turning quick enough, and and she's just like, she's like, I fucking caught Answer you. me, it's, you it's, fucking asshole. That's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty impression. Yeah, you know, side gig. What the fuck were you doing at Morton's tonight? What? The valet switched our cars. What? And 
Answer me! Who the fuck were you with? What? See, that's my briefcase. Thank you, God. Answer me, you piece of shit! What? Uh, listen, uh, here are your keys. Can I get mine? I am fucking waiting for a fucking answer! Deny till you die, pal. What was your favorite drama moment? Oh, man. I mean, everything he says is just... I mean, it's so good. Um, you know, the whole thing about... What was it? The the jurisdiction of the fire department, right? So yep. if he was um, not annexed into Hollywood, you know, he would have to wait. I forget how many hours, but he would have to wait this yeah. amount of time to be saved. And God damn it, Vince, I want to be saved. Um, that guy, I mean, who says that shit? It's an absurd. It's it's pretty high up there in the like list of absurd Johnny drama like plot lines. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Only because it's like so OCD, it's so paranoid, and it's so like insane. It's insane. How'd you like to see this place rotten a 90210 zip code? Like, no one gives a shit about that except for you, drama. No one cares You're about pure that. Pure vanity. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Only him. Yeah, I mean, Harvey could have pulled a knife out and charged him at the end right there, and that he would have been less scared or intimidated than having. Harvey says to him, what, like, you'll never work in this city again. He could have stabbed yeah. him and he would have been more okay with that than having, you know, this powerful guy in Hollywood tell him he'll never work again and blah, 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 blah. Threaten his career. Yeah. And that, and the, he had so much confidence going in there and saying, you know, we're you know, weak, man. Hey, Harvey, we're not selling you the movie. Sorry, bro. We're going to put it on the open market at Cannes. You're going to have to bid like everyone else. I'll enjoy your life. I'll let your life crap out of my toss and put you down the toilet. You'll never work again. Never. You understand me? Your career's over. Who's talking about he? Not me, right? His face, as soon as he yells all that shit at him, uh, 180s real quick, and it's like, yeah. this is the Johnny we know. You know, he's he's all about staying and staying in the business and all that. And, and um, yeah, that's all he cares about. Stays in character. His career. When he's addressing the mayor and he's kind of breaking the news to him, like, hey, you're actually uh, talking to a trans woman. Uh, the lines he says, while they aren't very PC for 2020, are fucking hilarious. <laughs> I tell you, she is one doll. Yeah, well, according to some, that Barbie might be a can. Eh? She might have balls, Your Honor. What? She's a he, transformer, a mathodite, something that just ain't right. Oh, I, I don't believe that. Look at her, she's beautiful. I got only reasons to lie to you now. It's true. Sorry. I am too. I appreciate your honesty. And... I would appreciate your posse's discretion because I don't care what she's got under that dress. No? No. We have a connection. She gets me. Hey, babe, you ready to get out of here? Okay. I got a blue Mercedes tinted window. See you out there in 10 minutes. Okay. <laughs> she might have balls, Your Honor, and that Barbie might be a 10. A plus plus plus. Transformer. Transformer. I know. I know. Yeah, I mean, somebody's obviously said that if they put that on paper. So, yep. uh, yeah, Transformer, Balls Your Honor. I mean, I yeah, and 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 who could deliver that better than than uh, than Kevin Dillon of all people? Legend. What was your favorite Ari moment this week? I think the phone call with Lloyd at the end is pretty funny, and 
you know, pretty realistic, you know. Yeah, Lloyd. Just wanted to make sure you're up and reading. Well, I'm up, but I am not fucking reading. God, you're even angry in the evening. Fuck off, Lloyd. Good night, Ari. Lloyd. Yes, Ari. Talk to me while I drive so I don't fall asleep. Okay, Ari. Oh, fuck. What? I'm getting pulled over. How fast are you going? About 140. That's not good. No. Super classic. I mean, 140, for sure you're getting pulled over and you're going straight to jail. And Piven's acting when Knight is like, oh, I wrote a new ending. Like, read it. Start from the beginning. His, his like, disbelief and, you know, he does the blinking thing, which is kind of an, a tick of his. Uh-huh. It, it's perfect mixed with the, like, disheveled look. It, it, he looks so fucking exhausted. Like, anyone would be after spending the night in jail. Morning, Ari. Done. Night in the office? Yes, sorry. He just got here. Perfect timing. Are you wearing the same suit as yesterday? Spent the night in jail. Oh, my God. All right, why didn't you call me? Because you get one call, and I wanted to use it on someone I'd like to have sex with. Night. Genius. Best script yet. Ask me anything. How could you possibly like that third act? Are you kidding? The twist with the dove? I loved it. It was perfect. No, it's fucked. What you read is totally fucked. Tried to call you last night. I didn't have your cell. (laughs) You know, you and I know clients. You got to put them first. You're not going to tell them to piss off. What what are his ticks, by the way? Let's 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 sidebar for a quick minute. Yeah, this is good, and only you who watches as much Entourage as me would know this. So, <laughs> you got the blinking, you got the chin rub. Chin rub, okay, yeah. Chin rub is huge. Isn't there something with his with his like forehead? So I've noticed that it's um it's uh you know, and actually before I even fired up the um the Instagram page, I watched this video on YouTube. And they're, he's kind of going, it's a it's a best of Ari Gold, but they're going through all these things. He's saying this, and they, they kind of follow these moments where he's sort of doing these things, and then he's doing these things, and then he comes to this thing where he's doing this thing, and it's it's um he just kind of like reaches out, and then he comes in, and then he just does like a, a little index finger scratch on the nose. And he does oh, that. Oh, interesting. He does that a lot. Um, okay. Ever since I saw that video, I watched... Yeah, I've obviously watched every episode more times than I'm willing to admit. But oh man, the the, the little nose scratch with the arms crossed or whatever is is uh, is a real signature move. Um, and I've yeah. found myself doing it so many times in in the moment. Oh, wow, I'm like, wow, did I just do that? I just am I that. am I doing am that? I emulating a TV character? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but the the the, the nose scratch, the uh, the little kind of like shock with the uh the eyes or like the you know he just nails it man i mean i don't know you have those kind of things i'm guessing are just obviously not written into it so how do you um how do you do that and and i know obviously those are acting tips i think those are tips that piven has like everyone has little tells and little things that they do repetitively yeah in their personalities i I genuinely think those are three of piven's Smaller ones that are amplified because of the energy that he's putting into the Ari Gold performance. That's my theory, at least. Okay, so so this reminds me of something real quick. Um, so there, there's this movie called Highway. Um, <laughs> it's uh, okay. it's uh, it's a Jake Gyllenhaal and Jared Leto movie. I forget what the premise is, but they're on the road or something. But anyways, they go to this house, and, and their drug dealer is Jeremy Piven. Oh, okay. Interesting. And, I mean, this movie, I think, was probably late 90s, early 2000s. But So Jeremy Piven plays this 
this drug dealer and he is just I mean it's I feel like if you had to distill Jeremy Piven's ticks and then just blow them out of the water it's in this movie it's in this movie and people are probably listening going like well well shit what is it um I will I will post it because I got that video on my phone I nice I've posted it before and people are like what the hell what movie is this you know but um it is it's just golden and and you know his he he does kind of have the same things and a lot of stuff. I won't wow. I won't I won't blow it, but I'll I'll post it soon here as yeah. a story or something. It is just <laughs> just ridiculous. Everyone go follow Entourage quotes to view that clip. That movie was from the year two thousand two. I've never heard of it, but looks like quite the uh, Barden basement DVD bin <laughs> film. Yeah, it's um I don't remember much about the movie, but I remember going holy shit. So did. Did Ari win the episode? I think he did. I honestly do. He found the script. He has kind of some of the best moments. He has his meltdown on the side of the highway. He's redeemed. You know, in his eyes, or in M. Night Shyamalan's eyes, his client, he did everything he was supposed to do. He saved it all. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, not necessarily saved it all, but he certainly pre- predicted that it would end that way. And, um yeah, definitely, the, definitely the, the hero. I mean, shit, he's he's probably the hero most of the time. But um, was this an A-list episode, a B-list episode, or a D-list episode? And you can do pluses and minuses. I'm gonna say A minus. Um, a minus. Wow. Is that high or is that low? Uh, A's are like you know, I consider A's. I feel like I'm so generous. I feel like I've said an A on the on the and the three casts I've been on. I think it's just because you love Entourage <laughs> so much, man, and that's fine. You're allowed to. This is. I asked you the question. There's no right or wrong answers. Okay, here. so what the the basis of this was, um, you know, I've, I've obviously posted a lot of stuff, and um, generally the process is I'll kind of have the episode playing while I'm doing things in my room, and I'll hear I'll hear things. Um, but when I when I played this one, there's like not a there's not a moment where I'm not looking at the screen going. Sure. Oh shit! What's happening? Like, or this? You know, there's something funny. There's something really engaging, uh, uh, happening every minute in this whole episode. So I mean, that says something, right? Because there's always going to be episodes where a side story or side little path is not going to say boring, but it certainly doesn't make you stop what you're doing. Um, and and I, and I feel like everything in this episode is just just hilarious. I mean, who would who would win in a fight, E or Turtle? Um, good question. I would probably think E. He's got that little man anger in him. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'd be curious to see what that what that spinoff looks like. What's what what did yeah. what did old school E uh what did old school E look like? I'm giving this a B minus. I'm going a whole letter grade below you. Couple reasons. Um, this is an episode where nothing happens. Like the plot doesn't move forward. Vinny's career isn't advanced or uh, retreated in any way. They're just kind of, you know, the boys are helping the mayor get laid and Ari is chasing down a script. And in those episodes, when you have these kind of bottle episodes where the plot doesn't advance, there are better ones. There are much better ones this season, especially. The Day Fuckers is what I'm thinking of, and it's coming up in two or three weeks. Um, The celebrity cameo of M. Night Shyamalan was cool, but it wasn't one of those iconic entourage celebrity cameos. So... By all those reasonings, it's a B minus. However, uh, my guest last week, Mike Tamerlando, brought up something, and that is that this is the time period where the quality of Entourage episodes starts trending downward. So, if I were to compare this episode to an episode in seasons, let's say seven or eight, it's an A plus. So that's why 
I'm still keeping the grade on the higher side in the Bs, and I will probably continue to keep them pretty high as the episodes overall in quality just kind of go downwards. Yeah, which will which will be interesting to cover. Um, I I will say this when I when, when I when I gave the A minus, I was thinking adjacently, I guess is the, the best word to your your point about nothing really moving forward. So relative to that, an episode where nothing really moves forward uh, in terms of plot or sort of career or uh, character paths or whatever you want to call it, pretty impressive and entertaining episode, right? Yeah. Um, and a lot of a lot of little nuances, uh, character interactions. I mean, the whole turtle impersonating Harvey Weinstein, e tapping him. That I missed out in mentioning as one of my favorite <laughs> just moments overall. Harvey should be fun though. Shut up, turtle. <laughs> I don't know why you can't just tell Harvey on the phone. Eh? Maybe he wants to fail Harvey spit when he launches it out of again. Turtle, so funny. You could say Turtle won this episode, or maybe he was the sixth man. Is he's just fucking hilarious? Just man. hilarious shit, and 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 from everyone really. Um, classic, classic Vince kind of putting E in his place uh, a little bit for, for kind of making a bad decision. Um, Turtle just wanted to go out and have a good time and then drama chasing this wild fucking dream about getting his, <laughs> his, uh, his, lo- uh, his apartment annexed or whatever. All the while, nothing is really happening to the major plot line, um, yeah. which is impressive. And that's kind of how I'm sort of stacking the episode. You know, if it was one of those ones where they finally sold or, or, or were able to purchase Medellin or something, it was like, you know, it's like a really cool episode um, up until they find out that Billy Walsh wants to shoot in, uh, in Spanish. <laughs> but, um, you know, obviously there's nothing like, you know, real kind of moments like that, but certainly really entertaining. Anthony, this has been a pleasure as always. Thank you for joining us on Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage podcast. Yep, thanks for having me. I'd say where can people follow you, but <laughs> I think people know where to follow you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll obviously be posting some clips from this episode. Um, there's so much to post from. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a good one, man. It's going to be... It, I think what I'm going to end up with is just... Uh, I'm basically just going to post the whole episode over five days. I think that's the best way to do it. (laughs) Love it, man. Love it. Check out his Instagram account, Entourage Quotes. Check him out in person soon, too. Anthony Kelly. That's his real name. We're blasting him out to the airwaves. Hopefully we can do some stuff, uh, you know, maybe on camera soon uh, next time you're up in the Bay Area. Yeah, absolutely. We'll uh, we'll get into some shenanigans. And then, uh, yeah, we'll we'll do a little, uh, um, you know, a little release or something. Maybe we'll uh, r- good. rip a shot on the podcast or something. That'd be perfect. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Anthony. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See you then. <laughs>